Good evening, good evening, podcast world. We are so glad you came to join us. Yes, we are. Back again for our conclusion. All right, yes. The last week of our life lessons learned on sabbatical. Uh, we've been talking about these. It's been amazing Man, tonight. It's been so good. We've switched it up. Yes. <laughs> so so now we don't just have the voice of Mingo. No. Now you get to see all of Mingo. We the presence. have <laughs> the full version. <laughs> I started to say the full Monty, but please no. Yeah, let's not go. Yeah, no, let's not, not do that. Let's not do that. that. And then <laughs> Sam is yes. hiding. In the shadows, <laughs> um, which we'll talk about actually. <laughs> Perfect segue. Perfect segue. Yeah. Perfect segue. Perfect segue. Perfect segue. segue. <laughs> so, so if you're just joining us, uh, we we really have had a great time. So good. Delving into some of the practical side. I want to. We we always say this, or we've said it several times. We've done a series seven weeks yes. on soul care. Um, I would. I would recommend you listen to those. I highly recommend going back and listening to those. They're I, so yes. good. We've just had amazing so response. So good, yeah. And there's a lot of meat on those bones yes, to really, is. you know, uh, chew on. So we're not trying to rehash those right. theologically, but we're trying to take some of the ideas and break them down practically. Yeah. Right? So um, the last one we want to talk about tonight, we've talked about slowing down. We've talked about Sabbath silent solitude savoring mm. um and because i love uh, uh alliteration yeah. we'll stick with the <laughs> s's so we're gonna we're gonna talk about shadows mm. yes we i feel like we need like a twilight zone yeah seriously like some here it is. Here. there, there it is. is shadows, <laughs> shadows. spooky uh, yes <laughs> and 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 but it really doesn't need to be because i think sometimes when we think shadows we think sin right yeah uh but shadows don't have to be sin i'll give you a definition for shadows we can talk about okay. in a minute but but we really don't well i made this statement a few weeks ago uh, i don't know about you guys but i've faced some pretty difficult things in my life yeah I've yeah. faced some pretty difficult things yeah. in 2021. <laughs> I've faced some pretty difficult things this summer. Uh, we thought 2020 was yeah, hard. Yeah, I thought 2020 was bad. <laughs> it was a picnic. <laughs> uh, but of all the difficult things we face, you know, I would face the death of loved ones. I mm. faced financial challenges. I broke my hip. I've gone blind in my left eye. I've, you know, I had all kinds of stuff. The most difficult thing I've ever had to face in my life is me. Mm. Yeah. And part of what happened on sabbatical was I slowed down long enough to face me. But a lot of times we don't slow down for silence and solitude because in those moments we'll have to face ourselves. That's so good. And I'm not just talking about our sin. Right. Right. Uh, please get that out of your head. Right. It yeah. may result in some unhealthy behavior, but right. let's just... Let's not just assume sin. Right. That's Let's, good. That's um, good. Because even if it is sin, there's a root that is deeper than the action. That's right. Mm. Uh, yes. Why do we not want to face ourselves? Because facing ourselves requires us to confront parts of ourself that we would prefer to neglect. That's so good. Or forget. Yeah. Or absolutely. deny that's there. That's so good. Insecurities. Yes. Absolutely. Fears. Yeah. Anxieties. Yeah. Whatever. 
dysfunction. Uh, sociologist Parker Palmer says it this way. Everything in us cries out against facing our inner self. <laughs> wow. This is why we externalize everything. Right. Because it's far easier to deal with the exterior world. And listen to this. He said, it would be easier to spend your life manipulating an entire institution than it is to deal with your own soul. Oh, my gosh. That is so good. Wow. That is so good. I, I, I mean, let that sink in for a minute. Yeah. I could, I could spend my—it's easier to spend my life manipulating an entire institution wow. than it would be— Confronting my own soul. Wow. So I, I, that's part of what we, we dealt with. Yeah. And, and on our sabbatical is facing ourselves, facing yeah. some things about ourselves, right. facing ourselves in every season. Yeah. Because you face wow. different things in different seasons, you have different challenges. So, so what is a shadow? Mm. If it's not just saying, what yeah. is a shadow? Your shadow is the accumulation of untamed emotions, less than pure motives and thoughts, that while largely unconscious, strongly influence and shape my behavior. Wow. So see, we're not talking about the behavior being the shadow. Right. We're talking about the influences that cause the behavior. Wow. Right. Yeah. yeah, we tend to want to look at our other people, especially right. and judge their behavior. But what is it that's there? So let me say it again: it's the accumulation because we have a lot of them of untamed emotions, less than pure motives and thoughts that, while largely unconscious, strongly influence and shape our behavior. They can come in a lot of different yeah. ways. It can be jealousy, outbursts of anger, resentment, lust, greed, bitterness. Then it can result in destructive behavior, right. but it can be more subtle. Mm -hmm. A need to rescue other people. Wow. An overwhelming desire to be liked. Mm. A need to be noticed. Wow. A need to be appreciated. Inability to stop working. The overwhelming need to be in control. Wow. <laughs> Isolation, rigidity. Right. Wow. Being judgmental. We we could we yeah, could go talk on, about on, a lot on, of things. Yeah. The thing is the nature of a shadow, a shadow by nature is hard to get a hold of. I could create a shadow from these lights and I can't you can never grab it. And right. it moves. Yeah. As right. I move, it moves. So it's hard to pin these things down, but in the presence of God, He can show them to us and can deal with them. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so I want to talk to me. I mean, just kind of before we go on, yeah. you guys throw some thoughts in there with us on that. Yeah. I think for me, I know that, you know, as we made our transition from where we were, you know, for about a decade um, to North Texas, there was a lot of like, like, it's almost like the dam just broke and everything just kind of came out for us. Um, and the Lord did a really deep work, but one of the things that really came um, was that finding the shadow of overworking, that that was something that I used to cope 
with not facing things that I really needed to deal with. Um, so as opposed to stopping and being with my family and, you know, really discovering that maybe I'm not as good of a dad as I could be, or a lot of those insecurities that I had as a dad, I didn't have to face cause I was never with my kids cause I was wow. always working. So then, you know, now you had this new season where we were very intentional about, hey, you know, we're working part time, we're going to come home and we're just going to be a family. Um, and really, the last year has really just been me learning how to be a dad. Um, and it's been really cool. Not to say that I wasn't a dad before. Right. But it's like it's a, it's uh, it's on a whole nother level yeah. because I was able to really face those shadows yeah. and say, hey, this is something that I really need to deal with. And even in that, discovering there's other things that need to be dealt with, too. Great seasons or moments of transition expose shadow. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I found that in my life. You go through a great transition and exposes shadowy yeah. places yeah. that are there. Yeah. Like you said, it doesn't mean you weren't a good dad. Or you weren't trying to be a good dad. You weren't uh, you weren't intentionally overworking. Right. But it becomes a coping mechanism. Right. Which is a great a great thing. Our shadow, this is another great statement, is our coping mechanism mm. to deal with the brokenness <laughs> within us wow. or within the world around us. Yeah. Wow. So your shadow is how your inner child learned to cope with the brokenness in right. in you or around you. Yeah. Mm. And so so transition exposes that. So Absolutely. one of the things that blows my mind about shadows is that they love to disguise themselves. Yes. As good things. Right. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. So good. Yeah. That's yeah. You so talked good. about this in, in your message that that there's a lot that like look ugly, but then there's some that like you may feel you may really like. You're yeah. this coping mechanism. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I, I'm a hard worker. Exactly. Or right, am right. I a workaholic that's, that's escaping? Yeah. I, oh, it's okay to be needed. Absolutely. And that's how I justified it. Well, I'm providing for my family. Yeah. I mean, Not I'm an infidel. We're making, we're making more money scripture. than we, yeah, we're making more money than we've ever made. And, you know, throw We're all breaking these. generational curses of poverty <laughs> off our family. They love to disguise themselves. Uh, yeah. but, that's so great. But that's where it, you know. It, co it comes from the Holy Spirit helping you identify what is a shadow and what's, you know, yeah. the grace for what your life is right now, right? Yeah. yeah. That's so coping that, 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 is, that is so good. Yeah, when I was reading that list a moment ago, I actually thought that again. I thought, you know, some of these, if you just say them as standalones, you'd be like, that's not a shadow. That's right. like, that's a good, that's a, <laughs> that's a strength, strong character <laughs> quality. Briggs says it's good. Yeah, until it's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I, I'm an eight on the Enneagram, so I, I don't mind taking charge. I don't mind taking responsibility, but when then that becomes control mm. and that control then borders into manipulation yeah. or maybe mm. wow. crosses way over the border <laughs> into manipulation, it's not then a gift to the world around me. It's a curse yeah. to myself wow. and others. Wow. So, so, so what I want us to do in our few minutes together tonight is we, we talked about in the message uh, all kinds of gifts we received, you know, the negative sides. What happens if you don't face your shadow? We won't get into that tonight. Some, some benefits of facing your shadow. Yeah. We won't get into that. But then we talked about four pathways to helping me face my shadow. So these are like practical things. These are these are like pathways we can travel. So I want to I want to talk about them quickly. Okay. So the first one is, um, if I'm going to face my shadow, I've got to be willing to go down the path of identifying things from my past 
that are affecting my present. Wow. So that could be a couple of different things. Uh, geniogram. Are you guys familiar with the geniogram? I don't know if people um, watching are familiar with the geniogram. If you get the emotionally healthy leader by Peter Scazzaro, uh, this is his Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, both great books. But if you're a leader, Emotionally Healthy Leader, he talks about shadows in there. Um, but he also talks about how um, we, need, we, can, we can trace our family. Basically, you're kind of making a family tree, but it's not just putting grandma and grandma and dad's name. It's things about them that became identities mm, wow. within your family. Wow. Interesting. So like... Your fa- so really, you're discovering your family of origin. Wow. Yeah. So, so Or the family you're raised in, because maybe it's not right. your birth family, but the family you're raised in. So it might be like, um, hey, in my family, you know, well, like my dad was one of four brothers. They all fought, and, and their last name was White, so this isn't a racial thing. But they would say the white boys can fight, you know, the, and they were fighters. Right. They had a hot temper, and you didn't cross them. They would fight you, and they always had each other's back, and and they never worked like to work eight to five jobs. You had to be self employed. Mm. So I grew up. I'm not a fighter, so I couldn't fight you with my fists. I would fight you with my words, mm. yeah. wow. because I it, it's a part of. And then I just accepted anger is a virtue. Wow. That that if you've got a hot temper, that means you're you. You know, that's part of our family. That's right. who we are. Right. I was talking to somebody the other day. They said their family, they were fighters and scrappers, and, like, they would, like, hurt you, hurt you. Mm. And so everybody knew if you say that name, those people will hurt you. Wow. They will mess you up. So we think those things don't affect us, but they do. Right. Mm. So, so, um, it, so it could be that. It could be negative scripts. A negative script is when a teacher, uh, a mentor, a coach says something and they hand you a script and say, this is your lines in life. Mm. You are stupid. Mm. You'll never amount to anything. You're too fat. You're too tall. You're too short. You're too, you know, whatever. So what are those negative scripts? All these take time to process. Right. And then. Painful childhood moments and memories. We go through this in our life training, life transformation yeah. school, where we go back and look at some painful moments as a child. All those things affect you. You guys talk about that for a yeah. second. Man, I don't really have anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that that's, I mean, because, you know, you. you I mean, up. I'm sure immediately you thought of your family. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. You don't have to share it. <laughs> To everyone, but because I didn't ask you to do that ahead of time, but but it came to your mind. Didn't Absolutely, it? and I think that that's so key to even the growth in the discovery of those 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 shadows, is that it is okay to look back on your life and be somewhat critical because mm-hmm. not everything in your life was perfect. And you're saying I learned to cope yeah, with exactly. this thing that's not perfect. That I'm not bashing my family. Right. That's not the point. Absolutely. It's I'm just realizing that's an identity I took on that exactly. became a dysfunction in me yeah. that I don't want to identify with. Right. And I think that that was something for me that was really really instrumental 
was not being afraid to question some of those things that my family was doing and really step out of that. So, you know, alcohol was a huge thing in our family. And uh, at a really young age, I just kind of saw the effects of it in mm. not necessarily my parents, but, you know, the rest of my family um, and then later on with, you know, with everyone else. But it was eventually that that place where I said, you know, I just I don't really want this to carry on into the next to the lineage of my family. Right. So let's just let's just call it quits now. Right. And let's just make the decision that, hey, yeah. we're not going to we're not going to follow in those footsteps. That's let's make so that good. decision. But it was that it was that cognizant decision of, hey, I, I recognize that these things. Yeah. Other people may look at them as. You know, oh, they just know how to have a good time or they know how to relax or whatever. Mm. But for me, I saw it as, no, it, it can turn into something that this maybe is, is not the best thing. This is a propensity yeah. towards something. This is a weakness yeah. in our family that I'm going to cut off. That's not being religious. That's being exactly. smart. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, yeah. it reminds me of, I think you might have said this in your message. I can't remember. But there's a quote that says, um, Jesus may live in your heart, but Grandpa lives in your bones. Yes, <laughs> yes. And that you know that may sound like oh, you know, generational curses can't be broken. That's not true, no. right? But there is things that you've learned over your life, right? Uh, from dad, from granddad, from grandma, grandpa, like yeah. anybody that they learn from dad and, and granddad. Right, exactly. exactly. The, the just and it's yeah. not it's not that you know. God's grace isn't sufficient to change that. It's right. it's it's a journey of becoming aware of those things. Yeah. And I don't even think it's necessarily that you're saying that what they did was bad as much right. as you're now saying, well, this is leading me to have this shadow or this right. this shadow is leading me to have this outward behavior. Yeah. So maybe it's time to and, to and deal with the shadow. And maybe they yeah. did do something bad, maybe they didn't, but it's not it's irrelevant. Right. It, it's dealing with the with the issue within your own life. I, I've kind of changed that too from Jesus may live in your heart, but, but grandpa lives in your head. Mm. Yeah. That's, you know, because I, I can choose to reject that. That's out yeah, of my that's thinking, so good. That's but right. he's so in my good. head. That's so you good. You know, um, and then the whole negative scripts, we've all had those yeah, absolutely. dealing with, with, uh, <laughs> I still have those. Yeah, we do. And, and we even know them and they still affect us. <laughs> Uh, et cetera. So number two, the second pathway, um, going through these quickly, identifying the source of my emotional add-ons. Mm. I love and, this. And, and so what's an emotional add-on? We actually mentioned it last week, thinking we'd already talked about it because I preached it, but we hadn't really <laughs> talked about it, I don't think, in the podcast. But an emotional add-on, if you think of emotions on a scale from zero to ten, zero being, you know, you're just kind of emotionally dead, to ten is you, you you've gone ballistic. Yeah, you know mm -hmm. your 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 veins are popping out of your head. Uh, if you have a level eight emotional response to a level three situation, yeah, that's five add-ons. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example of myself real quick. Um, we have a dog that we rescued. Her name's Honey. She's a very emotionally needy dog. She needs soul care very bad. <laughs> honey, honey's a very ugly dog. Um, God bless her. Teeth are all mad. She needs braces. I've never seen a dog that needs braces. Honey needs braces. She's so deformed in her face. God bless her. We rescued her. And so we love we we love honey as best we can. But she she lived outside. She was bred. She was a 
had a breeder. She worked, or you know, she was like a part of a breeding okay. thing, and so yeah. so she lived outside and in very rough conditions. We got her. She had worms. We spent all this money to save her life and all this stuff. So I'm thinking the dog ought to have some gratitude, <laughs> but she just when she gets really emotionally distraught. She, and she's not a puppy. She's like five or six years old, you know. Okay. But she'll just, out of angst, she'll just go pee mm. in, on the carpet. We only have like three rooms in our whole house that have carpet. <laughs> she could pee anywhere on the, on the tile. You know, we, just, we, we have those wood planks that, that are tile, but they look yeah. like wood. Yeah. You know, she could pee anywhere, not a problem. But no, she'll find the one stitch of carpet and pee on it. <laughs> And so I came in the other day, and I was so upset. Or, I mean, I was so tired. I'd had a tough day. I went in, and I was just wanting to sit down in my man cave and watch TV. And I go to step there, and I, or, you know, walk through the living room or the man cave, and I step down right in the puddle oh, of pee. It's not, it's, I'm, I had my socks on, so then my socks got, I got pee <laughs> socks on. And, and I'm just so mad. <laughs> I was furious. So I'm ranting and raving and screaming, you know, probably not literally screaming, but pretty close. I might yeah. have been. I don't know. I'm an eight, so it, it, <laughs> it was, pos- it was, it was probably screaming, <laughs> and I didn't know it was screaming, but but I was so furious. And, of course, the dog doesn't have a clue why right. I'm so upset. Right. She's, like, ready to go pee somewhere else right. because I freaked yeah, her out. And so I, I didn't hit her or beat her, but my emotionally – my emotional response, and I probably text Chris, your dog peed in the floor again, and I've got to clean it up. And the whole time I'm cleaning it up, I'm just angry. Now, you know, the dog peeing in the floor is a thing. Right. But it's not that big a thing. Right. right? <laughs> Another time, a month or so before, the exact same scenario happened, and I just went and got the stuff. In th- I mean, for a second, I went, oh, dog gone it. Wait, honey. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Yeah. And, oh well. And I went and got the stuff and cleaned it up. I don't even think I told Chris. I just I just right. let it go. Just did it, yeah. That's an appropriate Right. I'm not saying we're not saying you don't you're an emotional nothing. <laughs> Shut up everything. Right, you're right, a robot. Right, right. But we are we're saying that it's not you're not going overboard. Yeah, that's so part of learning my shout is why? Mm. Why am I doing that? Right. Why am I feeling this way? Right. We made this statement. You tame your feelings by naming your feelings. Mm, that's yeah. so good. Last week, you talked about talking to your kids about learning about their feelings. Yeah. Because most of the time, we tell our kids don't have any feelings. Yes. Um, big boys don't cry. Oh, that's, yeah, absolutely. So then, but that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. You're going to cry. Absolutely. Life's going to, or Man, you're going to bottle it up until and it's, then it's, it's going to explode it's later. It's going to yeah. come out as anger yeah. if it doesn't come out as, as crying. Absolutely. So, so wow. yeah, it's, it's learning to deal with yeah. that. That's so good. Num- number three, taking my thoughts captive before I'm captivated by my own thinking. Mm-hmm. So, so. Shameless plug for Hooperman, the book. Go yeah. on Amazon. Dwayne Watts, the author. Hooperman, <laughs> H-U-P-E-R-M-A-N. There's a whole chapter on this. But, but the idea of Paul saying that, that we have to take every thought captive to the events of Christ, the context is, or you're going to live in a stronghold. The, mm. the word strongholds is a castle. So either you're a prisoner to your own thought processes or 
you imprison wow. your thoughts. That's good. Wow. You take them captive to the, how do you take them captive to the obedience of Christ? Anything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God, you part of the path, and this, we're still talking about a pathway yeah, right. to healing, a pathway to soul care, a pathway to dealing with your shadow. It's realizing my shadow is because of wrong thinking. Mm -hmm. So when that wrong thinking comes, I'm going to know the word of God. I'm going to yeah. know the truth. Yeah. And I'm going to speak it over that line. Yeah. Wow. Somebody talk to me about that. That's good. I, I have something to throw in. I, um, I've learned a lot about, um, personally, the, uh, the difference between thoughts and feelings. Mm. Um, I started counseling a couple months back, and um, they've, they've, he's really helped me um, talk through some of that. And, and I've realized I get so confused between the difference, mm. between thought, things I'm feeling and things I'm thinking. Wow, that's um, good. Talk to us and, about it. And, uh, <laughs> Counsel us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Help us. No, I've, I've realized that I, I would say, oh, I was feeling like I wanted to do X, Y, Z. You know, I'm not going to go into details, but like feeling like this. And he, he told me, well, that's not really a feeling. That's a thought. Mm. And when wow. you're talking about taking thoughts captive, I thought, well, how do you take a thought captive un unless you identify it? You, wow. You, you yeah, that's yeah. I'm thinking this. Yeah. And, and sometimes we like, we get so anxious or, or, or you know, uh, caught up in our feelings and, and things get emotional. We don't realize, oh, I'm not actually feeling like this. Or, or maybe I'm feeling angry. Maybe I'm feeling right. frustrated. But the thoughts I'm having are, you know, this I situation hit this sucks. This in the mouth. <laughs> or, or, or like, this situation sucks. I wish it wasn't happening. Right. And right. then, or I like, and then you can spiral into, I, you know, my life is terrible. My, you know, everything yeah. sucks. Yeah. You know, and so let's take those thoughts captive you're and trace really them back. You're not really feeling like your life is terrible. You're exactly. feeling sad. Right. But you're thinking, you're, that is so good. Yeah, that's very and, good. And thoughts come from one of three sources, God, the devil, or me. Yeah. Mm. Um, if they come from God, I embrace them. If they come from the devil, I have to replace them. Mm. Yes. And if they come from me, I have to identify, is it one that lines up with God's thinking or my yeah. or, or yeah. the devil's thinking? Yeah, absolutely. That's so good. That's yeah. really good. I, I think that, again, just I, so I naturally think about everything all the time. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is how I am. <laughs> but it is that, I think, uh, especially for someone who's like constantly thinking, taking those thoughts. That's why I think I don't like sleeping in silence. Cause I, do you sleep in silence? Oh no, I have to have. Yeah, white I feel like if I if I'm in silence, I'm like, oh, I yeah. can hear myself. It's the most, yeah, it's, it's, it's the weirdest thing. But anyway, creepy. I think, <laughs> I think for me, I think that as I'm constantly thinking, I think that has been one of my biggest struggles, is taking my thoughts captive instead of letting my thoughts captivate me, is yeah. because I can get stuck in these cycles or in these spirals of like overthinking which eventually leads to some sort of destructive behavior yeah, because yeah. now I'm stuck in this cyclical yeah. thinking. And so I think this, this whole series has been really beneficial to me because it's really helped me to see that I can slow down even in that thought, even in that thinking pro even in my thought processes. And actually I do, I can take my thoughts captive. Yeah. I think that was something for me that was really big was not knowing how, but also not knowing that I could. Yeah, that's good. So good. So number four, and we'll finish with this, is the fourth pathway is to deal with your shadows is turn the light on. Mm. Yes. Think yeah. about shadows. Turn yeah. the light on. How do you turn the light on? 
there's three things honesty vulnerability and humility yeah hmm. so first of all i gotta be honest yeah i gotta be honest i can't and listen i can never be honest with god if i or anybody else if i can't be honest with me first that's so good so a lot of times we don't want to go into silence and solitude because we really know God knows anyway. <laughs> I just don't want to tell him that I know he knows because wow. <laughs> I'm not being honest with me. Yeah. So it begins with, with honesty. Lying to myself doesn't change the truth. That's right. It only keeps me from letting the truth set me free. Wow. That's really good. Let that sink wow, in for a minute. That's so good. Say it again. Lying to myself doesn't change the truth. It just keeps the truth from setting me free. Wow. So, so then vulnerability, we live in a world where we armor up, Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. um, being, learning to be vulnerable in, in our world, we defend ourselves. Jesus never defended himself mm. when I'm get this when I'm most vulnerable is when I'm most protected by the father. Wow. When I make myself vulnerable is when God can protect me the most. That's so good. That's good. And then humility, um, Will I, am I willing? How do I respond yeah. when God shows me a shadow or somebody else? <laughs> yeah. you know, how do I that's respond huge. when they say, hey, Mingo, that's Some, a, that ain't with right that. there. You got to deal with that. <laughs> do I run? Yeah. Do, do I go into fight or flight right. mode? Right. How do, how do I, how do I deal with that? Mm. Um, Psalms will end here. Psalms 91 kind of make a, a play on words here says, uh, he that dwells in the secret place mm. of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Mm. If my shadow is the accumulation of my dysfunction, <laughs> and my coping mechanism, the shadow of the Almighty would be the accumulation of his goodness, wow. his grace, and his glory. Yeah. So good. when I go to the secret place to abide, to dwell, yeah. then I can my shadow gets overtaken by by the shadow of the almighty mm. my my life gets changed you could say it this way in the secret place god can deal with my secret places mm. yeah That's so and nice. under the shadow of the almighty i can face the shadows of my life yeah wow yeah so i hope this gives somebody the courage wow. to begin to face their shadows I hope this has helped you go on a journey. I hope you read some of the books we've talked about. I hope you listen to some of this and, and that, that it helps you towards emotional health. So Peter Scazzaro makes a comment. He says, uh, you can't be emotionally unhealthy and spiritually mature. I, I understand his premise for that, but I disagree with the statement because I think if you tell people that, then they're never going to. They're never going to, they're thinking, well, I'm not spiritually <laughs> immature. So, so even if never it's true, yeah, even if it's true, I don't like it. But, but I think the issue is it's impossible. And you can turn the music on. We're, we're in, we're in. False alarm. Give them hope. Do I, don't I? Yeah, yeah. Give them hope. Give them hope. Um, but, but the reality is I can't be emotionally unhealthy and it not affect my spirituality. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It affects my growth in some area. Yeah. So we want to fly high. We want to soar as high as we can. We want to go as far as we can. We want to grow as much as we can. Yeah. 
So, so if you want to be spiritually flying high, then you need to be emotionally healthy. Yeah. That, that I do agree with. Yeah. So hopefully this helps some people yes. do that so next good. week. Well, I hope it's next week. Hey, guys, listen, <laughs> this is the end of this series, but I've been in negotiation. I mean, like this is big time negotiation <laughs> yes, it has been. with a star. I mean, this guy's a star YouTuber. Um, he has his own YouTube channel. He's a big deal. And I mean, like, I've had to go to his people. And his people come to my people. And we're trying to get him as a guest. He's agreed. He has. But, like, you know, we're, no, we're working out honorariums and things like that. What it's going to take to get him. So, so, so one of Mango's sons, Benji. Yes. Benjamin, the one and only. How old is Benji? He is seven. Seven years old. Yes. He's like he, the coolest seven-year-old. He's the coolest. <laughs> I'm serious. He's, 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 he just thinks. Oh, man, he's a So thinker. incredible. I love so, it. So tell him what, when you ask him if he would be on my podcast. Yeah, so, we, so PD asked me, um, can can Ben be at Ben Jammin Official? Can he be on the <laughs> podcast? And uh, Ben's immediate response, <laughs> as soon as I asked him, was, okay, but only if he'll be on one of my YouTube videos. <laughs> so even at a young age, the dude's mind is I like love it. amazing. I love it. So there's no telling what he'll say, but we're going to get some truth bombs yes. from Benji. Oh, so good. So, I so love, it's yeah. going to be incredible. And you got to be ready because yeah. he's going to just... He's he gonna might go say for it. anything. He's gonna yeah. go for it. Yeah. So, so it's be fun. Be watching. Benji's coming. Well, like this, share it. Yes. Tune in next week. We say it every week. We'll say it again. We love, love you. you. And there's, there's nothing, nothing you can, can do about, about it. it.